Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, January 19th, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, Friday edition of the snow. snow. That's accurate. It's snowing everywhere out there. Uh, Be careful if you you have to travel. I know a lot of schools are out, businesses, maybe two-hour delays or... They may be out. Hopefully, you can get a three-day weekend out of this. The kids will. Except for my kid, her school is still on, which we kind of have a busy work day, so we're not too we're not too mad about that. But uh, but yeah, enjoy the snow. It's really pretty. It's falling right now. It's probably the worst time for it to be falling. But Scoots is the one who had to be out in it. Scoots, what's the update? Oh man, it is absolutely crazy out there. The highways actually are not that bad, but they are wet. So I would just use caution while you're driving on them and of course you're gonna run across those three four cars that got their flashing lights on and don't feel like they can go over 35 mile an hour so keep an eye out for them even though the highways really are okay so you you can get up to speed it's gonna be okay but just use caution especially on the side streets taylorsville road still had a bunch of snow on it so i assume it's gonna be the same for a lot of the side streets um, when I was leaving my house, it was absolutely loco. The The road in front of my house was barely cleared at all. Had to drive like 15 mile an hour down it. So it's been a while since I have drove in a in a good snow. So this morning was quite the quite the adventure for me. But I made it safely. I left the house early. So I'm here ready to ready to talk some sports. Well, good. I'm glad you made it safely and we appreciate the the update. Scooch is the the backbone of the Big X, so we're we're lucky to have him. Nick Roush is more like the the stinky big toe. Mm, I was thinking more of the funny bone because I tell such great jokes, I have such a hilarious <laughs> sense of humor. When? Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. All well, how time. are you, buddy? How, how was how was how was your Thursday? It was good. It was good. I uh, did something hadn't done in a while. Played uh, a little poker with the with the pals. Nice. Um, did not get good cards, um, so that was that was frustrating. One of those nights too, where you have good cards in your hand, and you're like, "Oh, let's just just show me some cards on the table." And then you see the cards on the table, and you're like, "Those aren't the cards that I wanted." And yeah, you're you're kind of stuck. So, um, but it was still fun getting out, 
seen some some people. I haven't been very sociable as of late. Been real busy. So it was fun. We were all just like kind of we were doing the thing where we kept looking like, has the snow started yet? Is it really going to snow? Because I am uh, I, I, I'm pro. Like, let's I, I'd like to get out there and play in the snow a little bit. You know, the Duke was hyped when he heard that it was snow. He checked outside. And he said, whoa, it's so much snow. So <laughs> much better than it just being like four degrees and cold outside. And they're calling up school like legit snow. You make some snowballs. We have a hill a couple blocks away. I bought a sled uh, in in preparation for the events. So hopefully we get out there and uh, test that bad boy out today. Well, good. I'm glad you're excited about it. I'll, I'll have inspections today, as a matter of fact. Oh, so gross. I'll, I'll get to, I'll, well, you know, I'll get to be out in it, though, so it's pretty. I, that That's kind of the adult version of a snow day, I guess, at least. Uh, I'll at least be, to be outside in it, but uh, I'm a little worried about the roads. Some of mine are in areas that I don't know if those roads would be treated or not in some hilly, hillier counties. Speaking of hills... There's really no, I can't think of a good hill in Linden. Linden's as flat as a part of Louisville as there has to be. Hmm. It's very, like, there's probably only like 100 people that listen that would have, I mean, that may even be generous, probably closer to like 25 or 50 potentially, but uh, there's probably not a lot of people that this applies to or they understand what we're talking about. But I've thought about that. When I grew up in the Highlands, obviously the Highlands, more than just a clever name, it's, in more ways than one, as a matter of fact, come to think about it. <laughs> there's probably more, yeah, I, I would say yeah, without a doubt. The double entendre are probably more ap- applicable. But, uh, but like Ather- Atherton, was my backyard. Atherton was my backyard, so we just, we would we'd go yeah. to town on that. And they had their football field, so we'd get to play their, we'd play snow football, which is always a good time. Nice, nice. Yeah, we have a school nearby that's got a pretty big slope behind it, so. Um, that's probably the move. We also yeah, a lot of a lot of kids go up to Iroquois Park, but that that is a we had uh, you know, I had a we called it the ditch, but there's like a creek runoff creek by my house. So there was a a flood wall that provided some very novice. I mean, you know, it's maybe 15, 20 feet high, but you know, we'd build ramps and stuff on it, and th- so that was the like we can walk to it. Don't need our parents, but. Uh, we would also go to the Greenwood boat dock for the big Ohio River flood wall, which that that bad boy you could you get some some pick up some pretty serious steam going down the the, the little walking trail uh, out that way. Uh, but nothing beats going to once once we got older and like into high school, finally went to uh, Cherokee Park and did the that big ass hill, and that hill is awesome, but the walk up is just. It's it's a lot. TJ, a lot. aren't you close to Tom Sawyer Park? That's I mean they got some big hills there. You could go there and sled. Yeah, there you go. There's a suggestion. Mr. Dude, I mean Parker. they they have they have some hills. I'm trying to think of like the big hill that they would have. I mean, right in the entrance there, that hill's pretty massive. Uh, the one the entrance off Hurstbourne. Hmm. I I don't think it is that massive. Maybe that's. I just, think it's a pretty. It'd be. I think it'd be a pretty short ride right into Hurstbourne Lane, right? Maybe that's just the Indiana like, guy what are you talking. To do, what are you trying to do to me and my family, Scoots? What are you trying to tell? What are you trying to hey, tell me? There's a lot of traffic over here, uh, TJ. Why my heavens, Scoots! Into it? <laughs> I didn't think about that aspect. My bad. 
<laughs> you know, 75, 171 turns into 75. That, that's a pretty steep drop. Hear, Why don't I just go play in traffic? I hear there's a tunnel. To Cincinnati, see the aquarium. Yeah, there, there's a great tunnel that was just on fire the other day. Maybe you want to go check that out too, TJ. Jeez, Louise. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, there are some like slopes in Linden that I can think of, but I, I'm talking like a good old big hill that maybe safely doesn't get us killed at the bottom of it. But uh, we'll we'll figure it out. In worst case, I can always drive to another neighborhood that would certainly have a Northfield has some hills. That's not too far away. But enjoy your snow day. We we're talking snow day activities. Text on into the Thornton's text line. Thornton's are open, by the way. They don't they don't have a two-hour delay. They don't get the luxury. They're a little more blue-collar than that at Thornton's. Pop in one of their 6,243 locations throughout Jefferson and the surrounding counties. We love Thornton's. You will as well. 89 cents, 32-ounce soft drinks, and probably hot chocolate. By the way, I, I use you when you buy a 32-ounce soda, you get a dollar 20 ounce for free. Or for a dollar, sorry. So buy you get you get a twenty ounce and a thirty two ounce for less than two dollars. Heck of a deal. That is right. that is a good deal. Uh, they they also have a deal right now on Friday, or if you buy a hot sandwich, you get a free cookie. So they're getting into the cookie game, Scoots. Come you're on, gonna to, you're gonna have to taste test for us on your new diet. I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, <laughs> uh, I used my twenty five cents off per gas yesterday too. That was nice. Just download that refreshing rewards app. Text in to the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. I, I'm, I'm very excited to play in the snow. But we do have to talk. The Cats, they're back tomorrow. Mr. Sports Talker, TJ Walker, 6 p.m. against the Georgia Bulldogs. and It's dog week on Kentucky Roll Call and Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. And for all UK fans across the country. Bulldog, very boring mascot. Yeah, but cute. Like the like Uga is a pretty like it's it's cool to have a a dog like an actual dog as your mascot. Just bring the we've, dog we, around. We've talked about this on roll call before, but they they tried a wildcat on the sidelines one time. Did did not yeah. go well. No. Uh, the history of UK and live mascots. It's actually a really sad and dark dark history. Uh, I, I don't want people to get sad, but in all seriousness, this is a true story. They. The one that they had, so they have like a live mascot in some sanctuary. That's not the right word for it. Like, uh, like a exhibit. rehab yeah, exhibit, but like it's out, it's like supposed to replicate real life, but there's a fence eventually if they wander far. Oh, enough. wildlife, like refuge sort of. Yeah, deal. there you go. Yeah. yeah. We, everybody, I think. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, and so like it would be in all the catalogs that they'd give students and that they'd have on campus and whatnot. And it had a name and it had ended up being dead for like two or three years and they had, they did not know UK was not informed that their live animal had actually died. Cause they, I think we're going to go do like a photo shoot. They were like, we're going to update the brochure on this, our live mascot. And they went out there and they were like, Oh yeah, he, he, he hasn't been with us for a very long time. They're like, Ooh, Oh, um, and then they had one, a live mascot on the sidelines that didn't work out well at all because have you ever seen a cat on a leash before Roush? Oh my! Yeah, they just freeze up. Wait, is this true? Or they? Or th- yeah, this is all true. Wow. Uh, and and it, what it year did not, was it? This? Did not go well. It did not go well. Uh, At least it went better than when Baylor brought a bear on their sideline and it mauled Smokey from Tennessee. That's a real <laughs> thing that also happened too. These, this is true, Scooch. You're laughing. Pe- people back in the day. I mean, you got to think about it. Texas still brings a huge bull onto the field. 
or a steer. Colorado brings a buffalo. A buffalo, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're it's not like we're that much more like advanced. People are future like the year thirty two one hundred. They're going to be talking about like gladiators and be like, yeah, that was pretty wild too. But in two thousand twenty three, they were just running a buffalo out onto the field. The uh, <laughs> which is true. Um, the 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 wildcat I think was in the sixties, maybe even a little bit earlier. But they they realized, hey. Um, Cat like a lynx is a very anti-social animal. We're torturing him by putting him in a crowd of sixty thousand people. Yeah, that, some people looked at it that way. I, I think I think just like a good old kitten as the live mascot would be awesome. And like once the kitten stops being cute, we get a new one. Have you and seen then, the um... and we and we call it pause? Oh, okay. All right, I, I can get behind that. Have you seen the the enormous cats that are the size of large dogs yeah savannah cats um, savannah cats i yes. want one of those they, so freaking bad we could yeah. get a, a, a savannah cat um to be the why because like it's it's a little bit bigger now there is part of me where i'm still kind of afraid to be around them they eat raw meat um for their food so that i don't, I don't know there's just yeah. something about them that kind of scares me Rightfully so. I mean, that thing could kill you if it wanted to kill you. So that that would be, yeah, I, I would Ooh, be worried so about that. We need to have it on the visitor sideline, just scaring the bejesus out of them. They've been bred to I be think, nice. Yeah, until they're not. They're animals. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're thinking. But I would, I mean, they know what they're thinking, but they can't help if they have a primal instinct to just rip your head off. Which isn't that what they say that cats do to their owners if the owner passes away in the house that the cat will like eventually try to eat the head or like decapitate it? Now that I'm saying that loud, that certainly sounds made up. No, but it sounds exactly true. It's a cat. And like dogs will go as long as they can not eating their owners, but they too will obviously like do it if they have to. But they start from like the feet and the legs. Like they don't go for like the face or the body. But the cats are just instantly like, I'm getting that mfers head off its body right now and it, they don't even wait like sometimes they'll even start before the person's even passed i just want to know what the how, how are you just how that information was disseminated to you a good question and i've got an answer for you my mom is like just when it comes to like a dark story, she can't wait to tell it to her sons for some reason. Why? I, I don't know. Really anybody, but it seems like we certainly get the worst of it. So like, you know, it'll be like a week without seeing mama. You know, we'll see each other at least once a week. Most times it's a rarity if we go two weeks where we hadn't seen each other. I'm very lucky for that. I'm very happy about that. We had dinner last night and it was really delicious. But make- what's that? Did she make it? No, we went out. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. We took is just my mom, Lucy, and me, and it was uh, we sat at a table that had like a fish tank at it, and that was great for Lucy. Oh, heck yeah! <laughs> you you sat down and you were just like, oh, well, this is going to be the easiest dinner. It was great. Oh. It really was. And like we were walking by it, and she pointed out, and she's like, fishy. And then the server was like, you just want to sit there? And we were like, yeah, we do, of course. And that was <laughs> that was nice. It was really it was a really nice dinner. But she loves telling like a a, a dark sad story so and, and this is actually like a real one and this so like i don't maybe this was in 2016 but she was like yeah so 
one of my clients husbands passed away while she was out on vacation and it was sad it was unexpected and we were just like do we know the person no i don't think you'd, you'd know him but she was gone for a while and nobody really knew that he had passed and they had dogs and the dogs had to eat Mom, are you telling us a story about dogs eating some person that we have no idea who it is? It's sad. It's a sad story. Yeah, it's just one we don't. It's just one we don't care. Like it's just one we don't care about. So that's pretty much a, a, a to a certain degree a normal occurrence. Um, a story like that, she just can't great, get enough. Great, great she can't get enough of them. Yeah. So I think at one point, like we got into the conversation, or I, I think that's been out there on Reddit or something that like cats will try to take the heads off their their people. How is the Thornton's text line not saying anything about this, Scoots? <laughs> Maybe they're pro question. cat. Maybe they, yeah, pro cat. Nick's got the it. The grab and go texters. One person just says first. We don't need this. We don't need the first. Oh, okay, but they at least came in with something of substance right at this moment. You're correct. Check the, the video I messaged to KRC Instagram. It's a coroner explaining it to Theo Vaughn. Cats eat you quickly. Dogs take longer, especially labs. They apparently are more loyal about it. Oh man, if it was on Theo Vaughn, then it has to be accurate. <laughs> but that being said, I actually think that is like I, I think that's out there. I think that that's I probably I mean I very much I think is probably accurate. Cats are weirdos. I mean I love the wild cats, go big blue, but cats uh, cats are weird. So they're just weird. They they are. Um, I was Duke was hanging out with one of his buddies at like our, our friend's parents' house. And uh, came in and was like, oh, you got a cat here? She's like, yeah, the boys know the rule. Uh, only only Miss Lorraine, only Grandma can pet the cat. Cat does not like being pet by anybody else. And it was like, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't go reach out and pet the cat. Some cats can be real fickle. Um, My brother was doing an appraisal. This is actually embarrassing, so I love telling this story. Oh, he yes. was doing an appraisal, and there was like a cat in the house that was being very moody towards him. And eventually he like went into a bedroom and it like attacked him or like came after him. And he, I think like kind of kicked it or shoved it out the door and shut the bedroom door. So he was in the bedroom door. The cat had roam of the house and the house. I don't know if it was vacant or the homeowner just left it unlocked. He was there. It was just him and the cat. And he, he had to call the homeowner or the realtor and be like, yeah, you got to come here and get this cat. I'm, I'm not leaving the bedroom, which is really embarrassing for him. Like, wow. you know, they, he, got, he, he was a scaredy cat. He, he was a scaredy cat. He had to be saved and rescued, uh, which is, ooh, that's a tough look. I mean, just make a run for it. I get that like being scratched by cat and, and, and bit by cat probably wouldn't be the most enjoyable thing in the world. But you're at the time, you were like a 36-year-old man. Just fight it off. And now Johnny carries a <laughs> bottle of water to his, every house he goes to. <laughs> and that's another thing is that like I, I've I've been snapped at by dogs on on the job. Uh, I, that has happened. I've been chased by dogs on the job. I've never had a mean cat or I've, I've had people tell me like you may want to stay away from the cat, which what a great pet. The best kind of pets, the ones that you have to stay away from. And that's coming from an owner that has had a dog that has bit people before. So I'm not one to talk, admittedly. Um, but it, it's a, you get a laser on the job. So I, I, you know, to measure, I have to have my little laser, which is great. And that <laughs> cats love cat that toy. Yeah. Now, they love it. I, cats are my best friends most of the time. Cause I'll, I'll shine that thing. And sometimes I won't do it when the homeowner's looking, 
so they won't be looking and I'll do it and get the cat's attention. And they'll be like, man, the cat really likes you. He's taking a liking to you. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's weird. I've never even had a cat before. I wonder it is, what it is. Uh, uh, an appraiser's primary tool is a cat's favorite toy. And Johnny was afraid of one so much though, that he locked himself in a room and wouldn't come out. Yeah. He, I think like the homeowner was like a 22 year old girl or something. So he had to like, come let her come save him from the bedroom. Oh man. This is talking animals on Kentucky Roll Call to start this morning. Our morning wildlife talk. South Georgia Wildcat says, I am literally a Savannah cat. Let me on the field. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. Well that's done. a good point. Yeah, that's why I, I don't want to go. I don't think we have to go mean and ferocious. I just think a cute little kitty on the sideline, like the, you, you have one designated cheerleader that just gets to hold Mr. and Mrs. Paws. And then once it's a big cat, you get a new one. So that would be funny because like, in Ooh. just a few years, Ooh. you'd be on like pause 234. I always like the animals that have the numbers next to their name, just reminding them of their own mortality. But we would get a huge number and we'd really mock the whole process. So thinking bigger, this is kind of Colossus of Stoops mentality. I'm not saying we need a, a Colossus sized cat. What if Kroger Field just opened its doors to cats where you had, I don't know, uh, a dozen or so of them. Well, can we have like a cat room where they just live at Kroger Field? And then on game days, they just kind of walk around. They take care of the pests. Uh, they hiss at the Vol fans. And just they're, they're fair game to be pet by anybody who wants to give them a little on the top of the head. I'm I in love for that. that yeah. That's actually that, that's the winning idea. Yeah. The, the only issue is like you probably have some drunk fans that would get a little too handsy with the cat. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but I, 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 these are cats, though. They handle themselves pretty well. I That's think true. the drunk fan would end up on the wrong side of the... And in today's day and age, with like everybody having cameras, and, and rightfully, you, you'd have people call out the weirdos. Like, all right, you got to let that cat go, buddy. You, you've been... I don't think it's enjoying you petting it anymore. Like, you know, Right, right. Let, let also, it is there such thing as too many cats? And... Well, my college neighborhood, the answer would be no. In the old Big X Studios, the answer is definitely no. Definitely so. no. Uh, <laughs> when I showed up to uh, – forgot to mention this because it was a crazy – but we pulled in <clears throat> to our hotel in Jacksonville, and there were like six cats just in the parking lot hanging out. Um, I was like, are we – we sure we're in the right place. And then I looked next door, and it was one of those houses that I couldn't count all the bicycles and boats and just vehicles and stuff in their yard. It's like, oh, so this is a Florida man's yard, and these cats are just, that's their home. They just kind of, you know, live amongst the, the clutter. Talking cats on the Thornton yeah. Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Overall point being cats, I think a cat would beat up on a dog. Um, in fact, we had a cat named Dog, and he beat up on dogs all the time because, you know, we, we toughened him up. Ah, good old college days. You had a cat named Dog? Yeah. yeah. We also was... took in a stray cat in college, it, but its name was Kitty. And then one of our Clever. family's parents took Kitty, and Kitty lived for like 12 years and got super duper fat. And just to think, it was like this this mean and tough street cat Grizzled. in Lexington, yeah. just mm -hmm. living, growing up on the streets, didn't know any better. And then it mm -hmm. ended up living a really, really good life. Although I think it got like just, I mean, huge. Really big. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, the Cats, they're going to get fat with another win this weekend. Am I right, Teach? 
You you would hope so. Uh, you'd hope that they're ready to rock and roll. Saturday games always seem to have a little bit more pop to them. And six o'clock Saturday night should be a good atmosphere. I, I, I would the Mississippi State game. I wasn't really too worried about motivation coming off a loss. I do think you could you could have some of these players be like, yeah, Georgia will cruise. No issue here. Georgia's a solid team. I've watched probably outside of they've, – they've definitely been a top four SEC watch for me for some reason. I was higher on them than I should have been to start the year, and I bet them, and I lost my butt off on them. So I've actually watched a lot of Georgia basketball this season, and uh, they're tricky. Like, they're going to play really hard, and they're not going to – They'll make some turnovers just in the nature of basketball, but they're not going to beat themselves. So if the freshmen go out there with the wrong mindset, I could see this game being a lot closer than it should be. But there is a significant talent difference between these two teams. So if if Kentucky, Kentucky, I think, could play a C-plus game to Georgia's A-minus and be fine if UK plays – an A game, it, it should be a comfortable win. But this is a team that's going to play hard. We'll talk more about the game as the show goes on. Uh, morning grab-and-go texter John here. Good morning, everyone. The Cats will beat the Dogs. I have our Cats by 16. And okay. guess what? Georgia averages around 75 points per game, so they'll probably score between 70 and 77. And that is not because of our defense. It's because that is what Georgia does. That's a Interesting point, John. Tell me, KRC crew, what parlay do, are you doing for the NFL games? Well, got to go. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Not a big parlay, John. Guy, John. Um, they're they're they want they offer so many. That's why they're offering so many free parlays. They want you to get on them because, uh, yeah, they they end up doing well for the house. Uh, harder to win. So I'm 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 a side better. So I went bowling with the cousins last night. It was a, a, a good time and enjoyed it. I, I love bowling. I, I really do wish I bowled more, but like, I'm not going to go bowl by myself and even just going and like bowling with one other, you know, I'm just, I realize bowling is not going to be a, a staple of my life and that's all right. The few times I get to play, I think now I've played twice in three years and it's been twice in like three weekends. So I went many, many years without bowling. Uh, that being said, great time. And talking to my cousin, who I don't get to see all that often, and we were just kind of talking about sports betting. I was like, do you do you bet? He, he likes sports. Um, he was like, I do, but I'm kind of a, a weird better. And I was like, well, you've got me, you've got me hooked. That's an interesting way <laughs> to describe your, your, your betting. I was like, what do you mean by that? He was like, I don't really like have – you know, betting instincts or like, oh, I think this team's going to win or that team's going to win necessarily. But all I do is I'll just, if they give me a an odds boost, I'll just, I'll use it. And he he's smart. He's a lawyer. And that's probably why he is smart. He probably just doesn't bet on thinking like, you know what? I know the Chiefs are going to cover this weekend. But what he'll do is he'll just take all the odds boost, whatever they'll give him, he'll take. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So do you, do you try to like hit it big and just every so often you hit it big and the extra odds boost covers the difference? Or he was like, no, no, no. I'll just try to win easiest money I can get. And he's like some of the same game parlays, they make you have to get to plus 400 and I'll just do whatever I have to do just to get to literally plus 400. And he was like, I don't bet a lot of money because they have the they have the limits on it. You know, you can only it's either $10, $5, $25 most of the time. 
He was like, so right. they have limits on it. He was like, but just doing that last year, I made $1,300. I was like, you know, that's not a, obviously some people win $1,300 on one bet and it wouldn't even be that significant for them. I understand people have different unit totals, but just that's, taking what they'll give you, that's really impressive. Yeah, especially if, because if you're going to do cheap, because like the way you get to plus 400 is you do kind of like a Corey, like when Corey Price hit his parlay, he just took two player props and the, the game. Like you could, that, that's one way to probably get there. And the other one, if, the way he's talking, he's taking some really short price stuff and stringing a lot of them together. And that's like the old classic NFL Sunday money line parlay where it's like, oh, well, surely this is going to hit. There's no way this team's going to mess it up. And then what do they do? They, they mess it up. Um, so that's interesting. I, I'm I'm still it's probably a good strategy if you can just and he, I was like, so you don't like. <laughs> You know, sometimes when you when I'm drinking, I make bets that I probably shouldn't be making. I was like, you just stay super oh. patient with it. He was like, if I don't have the odds boost, I just, you know, I, I won't do it. I was like, that's very smart. Yeah, that also is there. like very like a lot of fun. Part yeah. of the reason I gamble is just to like prove that I'm correct. Like the oh. satisfaction of winning is just as good as the ten dollars I'm winning. I think I gamble just to like ideally hit it big on a bet and that being said you would think i would almost exclusively just bet like big dreamer bets and i don't do that mm -hmm. so maybe i'm just talking out my butt here but maybe uh well, I, that, that's you know I, I don't think that like you know making 10 and 15 dollar bets you're gonna you're gonna get rich off of it that's probably why he's got the right idea just take what you can get from it and boom but I, I hear you. Part of it's just the fun of winning. Well, since but we're like, all you know, how, since we're all saying why we bet, I bet because so I can have a rooting interest in a game that I really don't care about. That's a good point too. I think that definitely plays in everybody's psyche, and but that could also go with the odds boost thing as well. So, John, thanks for the text. Another. Uh, I would also ahead. say too that um, I love that the first parlays they typically <laughs> offer you now on these sports books. It's like four guys scoring anytime touchdowns, and you have to think of your. Uh, Think out loud. All right, like, what's the chances that this game even scores that many touchdowns? Because <laughs> a lot of those, I'll see him and I'm like, so you're really betting on six guys to score touchdowns? and Six different players are going to score touchdowns in this football game. Like, of course the odds are crazy, right? Like, that's where you kind of got to get a little bit further down. And uh, I've never, I've never bet one of those bets they make for you. I don't trust them. Admittedly, if I would have saw the Rob with the shifts one, I would have just thrown five bucks on it because out of support Probably. and solidarity. Yeah. But but I've never, yeah, like they'll be like the JJ Reddick splash of the night, and it'll be like seven things. It's like there's no chance. There's 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 no chance. The people that do those, do they know more than me? Maybe in some capacity in some sports, but I lose college basketball bets frequently and I watch that sport all the time. Shame on you, Michigan, fouling down eleven. What are you doing? Dude, they doing? covered. They covered though. If Michigan, would you, you get? Would you have them at? Oh, I. Well, I got them well, at. Actually, a, no, no. Sorry, I, I got. I don't think they they lost by fifteen they, at home. They, I can't imagine Illinois was a no. sixteen point favorite in I, Ann Arbor. I got my Big Ten games mixed up. I'm sorry. I think it they were the, six and a half. Minnesota, yeah, it was Minnesota, Michigan State, where Minnesota didn't foul. They were twelve point dogs, and it was a ten point game, and they let them dribble out. And I was I was very much happy to cheer on that bet with my buddy who. It's like, just don't foul. Don't foul. 
I got on the live line at 11 and like there was a minute left. They were down 11 and it's like, all right, you know, and they missed a bunny, which I was like, that sucks. And then they fouled, and I was like, okay, well, that's dumb. Stop doing that because you could have just let them run a possession. You get the ball back, score, easy, boom. There's a cover right Mm -hmm. there. And they like fouled all the way down 16 and then they missed and they fouled and then they missed and then they fouled. So what are you doing, you dweebs? So that, that stunk. Um, that was a bummer. 502-414-1450 is the text line. A grab-and-go texter says, when I used to be a realtor, doing showings with a house full of cats was a challenge. Owner wouldn't be home, and two would get out, and you'd have to unlock your inner mother nature to convince them to let you pick them up and slam that door shut. I've worried about that, and sometimes you'll get, like, Roush and Scooch, when I'm going on an inspection, they'll give you a note, like, don't let the pets out. Not planning on it. But I, so I've, that's happened before. I've I've seen that before, but it's never happened to me that one has gotten out. I would be that would suck. I, I, that would not make me very happy. Yeah, um, I would be pretty nervous about that. I think I'd instantly, uh, in a panic, just call the homeowner and be like, "Your animals got out. You need to come home and get them." I can't do it. it. My wife is much better at reminding me of this than I am. But you know, whenever we have people over to be cognizant of keeping the dog away, now normally he he just wants to like sniff you or whatever for a second. Um, and normally most people that come in and out, like they're like, Oh, look at this doggie. But I, I, I get it. I, I would think too, if you're one of those, uh, if you're a pipe fitter, right. Um, or a plumber mm-hmm. and you've got to go into somebody's house, I, I'm sure you encounter some strange, strange pets. And I feel like you would have to be very, uh, what I'm looking for open-minded when it comes to them. Cause if you're anti-dog like that's just it's probably not the job for you right it is crazy like you're you, you know you're talking to me I, it's crazy how many people are like yeah my my don't worry about the dog as like the dog is like jumping up and like licking my face it's like oh okay good I don't, <laughs> I, just put your pet away for 10 15 minutes they'll, they'll be okay now there's some that are like very friendly or just don't bother you at all whatever but if your dog is very much interested in somebody entering the house just put them away for a little bit. It, it it'll it'll all be okay. And also, pets stink. I'm sure my yeah. house has a stink to it. I mm-hmm. guarantee it. Uh, cats stink more than any other pet in terms of like smelliness. Yeah. Just so, just so people know. Uh, Texture says intern cat gained weight. Intern Amber hasn't been seen. Wild to me. I saw a video yesterday. It's an interview with the oh with a coroner. Why be mean to me this earlier? Let's take take it easy, Texter. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We're long overdue for our first break. We'll come back. We've got some updates in the Big Z situation, kind of. And we'll continue to talk cats and dogs, what's going on with UK football heading into this weekend. It's going to be a fun roll call on your Friday. Love it. Snow day. We'll be back after this. It's Friday, Friday. I'm free again. I got my motor. Welcome Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Kalen on your Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Cats take on Georgia this weekend, looking to build another winning streak after last Saturday. 
A&M snapped it, but they're off to a good start after a beatdown of Mississippi State on Wednesday night. Do you think the quick turnaround is anything to, to be worried about? Nope, they're kids. They can do it. Yeah. It better not be a big deal. If it's I mean, a if it's a big deal, yeah, you're gonna have some issues in March. I was uh I was talking with a friend last night, because um, one of my buddies who coaches at DeSales, they they schedule really difficult, and they'll have I think the first week of the season they played four games in five days, and it's just like, are you all are you all crazy? And he's like, I mean, if you want to go on a run in the Sweet 16 or the regional tournament, you got to play a bunch of games and. Bunch of days in a row against really good teams. I'm like, well, you make a good point, right? Like, if you wanna if you wanna play long in March, you've got to be able to deal with quick turnarounds. And uh, this is a little bit of a brief one. Um, so let's see see how they handle it. They're both at home. Should be comfortable. Um, did you see? I don't know if social media um, gave you this in your timeline, but did you see all the CBS guys picking Kentucky to the Final Four? I saw. Was it all of them? I, I guess I just saw one, and whoever it was, they had like Kansas, Kentucky, UConn. They 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 have a lot more basketball people than I thought because I don't watch a lot of CBS Sports Channel coverage. So like I I forgot that they have Roy Hibbert on. Roy Hibbert did not. One other guy who I don't know did not. But I think five out of seven or four out of the seven pick Kentucky in the final four. And it was the ones that I, I know from their coverage. It was Gary Parrish, Wally Zerbiak, uh, John Rothstein. They all got Kentucky in the final four as of today. Um, so I was like, oh, that's it's good to be back on that side. Although the last time this happened, uh, it was the year Kentucky lost in the first round. Kentucky was a very popular final four pick that year. and But that was that was at once the, the bracket got released. But, yeah, that was um, – whew. Yikes. Yeah, that, that was not that was not enjoyable. But again, there were circumstances to that. Hopefully that wouldn't be the case this year. But if UK's really banged up and we don't have ball handlers and then the rotation gets all weird and people's roles get all confused, and then the best player has a premonition that everybody's gonna die. Yep. Then, then maybe maybe we'll have something to worry about. But hopefully those things don't happen this year because this is a really enjoyable team to watch. And we'll get to do it again tomorrow night, six o'clock. Yeah, and it's Wednesday to Saturday too. We're not, you know, right. We're not, we're not talking about like them playing last night at, at seven o'clock. And they're also younger. They're they're the closest to the the sales team that you're talking about. Yeah, um, they should so be able to handle it. They're teenagers. I I, um, I, I agree. Uh, Scoots, are you excited to watch your Hoosiers tonight? Nothing like Indiana basketball on a Friday night. Oh my gosh, I just pieced that together. I was telling you yesterday I was going crazy because they're putting Indiana on Friday and I have a broadcast every Friday and I'm not able to watch them. But both schools that I'm calling the game for tonight were closed today. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that the game also will be canceled and I will be able to sit on my couch and watch Indiana. So, yes, I, I am really hyped now that you just brought that up. Thank you for uh, piecing that wow, together for me. You're welcome. I, I completely wow. forgot. Yeah. Snow day for Scoot. That is amazing. I'm done at 1 o'clock today. I'm going to go home, do some relaxing for the first time in forever, watch my Hoosiers tonight. Oh, it's going to be a great Friday. I'm pumped. Hell, yeah. So, here here's the thing that I did. 
I remember when they first started playing uh, Big Ten conference games on Friday nights, mm -hmm. and there was a good amount of for taking away from high school football because um, that was typically the day reserved for them. I find it odd that I didn't when when the Big Ten decided to put basketball games on Friday night that there wasn't a significant pushback from the state of Indiana when it comes because like. No, they like high school basketball maybe more than they like IU basketball. Mm -hmm. So the fact that there was, I'm just shocked that there wasn't any sort of like uproar. We're not going to take it. This is a load of bull crap. Get Indiana University basketball off Friday nights. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't hear any um, uproar about it. So we go to Wisconsin tonight, which is a place we never win. And funny story, I called one of the guests that Matt Dennison had on the Hoosier Report this week, and I always do the same pleasantries when I call, hey, this is Justin with Big X, how's it going today? And one of his guests earlier this week goes, when I asked that question, how you doing today? He goes, a lot better than the Hoosiers are going to be doing in Wisconsin on Friday. <laughs> so that oh, didn't make me feel good. <laughs> boom roasted. And he's an Indiana guy. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it's a big number, isn't it? I haven't seen the number yet. I, I would I wouldn't be surprised if it was like yeah eight and a half nine and a half somewhere in that range. Like a John Calipari injury. Haven't seen him. <laughs> Speaking of John Calipari, four hundred wins at UK. I think we mentioned that yesterday, but very very cool for him. He becomes just the fourth SEC coach to win four hundred games at a school. Right. Can you all name the other the other three? Eight offer up. Uh, yep, uh, Dale Brown. Oh, that's the one I couldn't remember. And then yeah. uh, Billy Donovan. You got it. Nice. Pew, pew. Joe uh, didn't win 400 games. How many did he win? No, I guess he wasn't there. Yeah, because you got to think, too, they played a lot fewer games back then. True. Um, uh, yeah, which they are honoring one of Joe Hall's teams tomorrow. Uh, the 1984 Final Four team, they're celebrating the 40th anniversary. Uh, a team that... I think some would say it was even better than his title team, but they they kind of did. Um, it's like it, I think it's how K some Kentucky fans would talk about Cal's first team, where they were so dominant all year, and then they just went ice icy cold in their final game. Um, didn't make it to the final four in Seattle, where uh, they ended up losing to. Oh, it's an all time great player. Was it Georgetown? Yeah, no, it was a, it was that Georgetown team. And Kentucky went something like six of forty from the field, or something. They they shot like eleven percent on the night. It was, it wasn't West Virginia from the. It was like if the West Virginia game was all of the shots and not just the three point shots. Like they just couldn't buy a bucket. They got ice cold in that game. But a lot of big wins. Uh, and Oscar Combs reminded me that 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 season they started it with revenge for the dream game. They shellacked a top five Louisville team by like twenty. And then beat Indiana and Kansas, so that's a that's a nice little start to the season. That would be a really fun start to the season. Uh, yeah, geez, lost to Georgetown, fifty-three to 40. 40 points, not not what we're looking for. Patrick Ewing on that Georgetown team. They only made six field a, goals and scored scored forty. Well, I, I, I was exaggerating. Oh, okay. But do, do you have they, the field goals only, pulled up? They only scored thirteen. Yeah, thirteen made shots. <laughs> that's crazy. 13 of 53. That is that is just – Yeah. That can happen in basketball, though. The, yeah. the UK 
versus West Virginia, 432 from three. Like what? How, yeah. how does that happen? Oh man, that's a that's a terrible that's a terrible game from from the Cats there. Did that Georgetown team go on to win it all? Uh, uh that was the yeah. Then in the following year was the year they got upset by Villanova. They were supposed to repeat. Roy Massimino took them down at uh, Rupp Arena. Yeah. 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 Kentucky 0-2 all-time against Georgetown. Huh. Interesting. Oh, uh, we, uh, we'll have to we'll have to get them on the schedule and, and beat them up a little. But, yeah, that, that team had uh, Kenny Skywalker with the Twin Towers, Melvin Turpin, and Sam Bowie. It was really the only year that Sam Bowie was healthy. Um, like he dealt with injuries his whole career, but, um, some other great names, uh, Dickie Beal, uh, Winston Bennett. So, uh, James Blackman, remember the James Blackman junior recruitment? That was, uh, one of Scoot's favorite Hoosiers. No. Yeah. No. What? what? He was a boss. He, he's gotta be. He was, he was oh. not great. He was, he got way too much hype coming in and just didn't perform like we expected. Well, cause he, he didn't go to Kentucky. Would have been much better <laughs> off. Just being a wildcat, uh, but that, that that that'll be nice tomorrow. I love that. Um, I love that some of the best players in Kentucky basketball history, TJ, Kenny Walker and Goose Givens, are just staples in Lexington. I don't, you, you know what I mean? Like you you see him out and about quite a bit. I, I I think that's cool. I think that's cool. Man, James Blackman had much better numbers than I remember. He averaged fifteen point over fifteen points per game his freshman year about the same his his sophomore year and then 17 points per game his junior year. Hmm. That's better than I remember yeah. too. I don't also remember him like being a big part of that team that that beat Cal in 16, but he was one of Ural's better scores. Yep, Scoots just his uh, uh My goodness, Scoots, he was a 46% three-point shooter his really? sophomore year? Seriously? Turns out Scoots just doesn't like Well, Do you, his own basketball 40, team. He was a career forty-two percent three-point shooter. How many? How many like fouls and turnovers did he average in his career since you got it pulled up? Oh, he averaged under two turnovers per game for his career. He never averaged over two for a season. Hmm. And what other one did you want to know? Uh, fouls. I don't know. Uh, he averaged one point six fouls really? for his career. So he didn't average over two fouls a game at any point. Hello, Abraham. <laughs> that is wild. I just I, I figured. I just remember him being kind of like a wild card, turning the ball over, fouling. I do, I do not remember that version of James Blackman that you just brought up. I admittedly do not remember his numbers being this good either. No. Did he go in and edit this college reference page? Probably so, yeah. <laughs> that, that's like a dominant player number. I remember him being a good shooter and better than what you described him as, but I also did not remember him that good. And granted, his sophomore year, he only played 12 games or 13 games. Yeah, I think he it got looked like every. I'm, yeah. Okay. Well, that makes that makes sense. But and now that was our James Blackman segment that we like to talk about so much. What about Big Z Roush? You saw Jack Pilgrim's post. I saw Jack Pilgrim's post. Also, don't know if Roush is just totally in the zone or if he is frozen. No, uh, I'm probably frozen on your end. Uh, yeah, definitely. Not frozen. Is. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. you're there. You go. Hey, it's Roush. Hi. Um. Yeah. Um. I know we got to get to a break, but. Uh, long story short, you mean the guy who still isn't an el- eligible in January is probably not going to get eligible? That that was my first. Well, we'll question. give you an update on where things stand. Definitely won't spoil it before the tease. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on 
Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, hour number two. Chaos during the double dip break there. Roush didn't mute himself per usual. So it's play whatever he's playing back is we're led to believe is playing on the air. And then Scoots is freaking out. So much so, I'm like, wait, are we actually back on the air? Is that what he's trying to do? Because you kept going with it. I initially was like, yeah, he's just telling Roush to mute himself. Chaos there. So did that go over? No. Anybody hear that? No, it it was all good. But I was definitely telling Roush to to mute himself because I was trying to put your all's pod up and he was playing some stupid video. I didn't want it to sound bad. The video's coming through my headphones up here. and I could hear it. Well, we hear it. We're not making it up. (laughs) Weird. It must be loud. Y'all were loud. It sounded really boring. It sounded really boring, whatever it was. Yeah, um, I think it is. Uh, yeah. We're not boring. Kentucky Roll Call and Salsaritas isn't boring. Look at their hour. Look at their store locations to make sure they're open today. But if they are, you're going to get one of the best lunches. Maybe get a, a DoorDash or a Grubhub to bring it to you. You'll find Salsaritas on those apps. Delicious food. They'll deliver to you on the Salsaritas app. Make sure you download that. Don't worry about the other ones. And you can do catering as well. We love Salsaritas. Two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Uh, I would check out their website to see if they're if they're open today. But if they are, the best food you can get in the city of Louisville. We love them. We've got some text to read. But first, the Big Z situation. Jack detailed it over at KSR++++. And... Roush, I do appreciate the update, but like at the end of the day, it is newsworthy to be like, yeah, it's not really looking good, but UK may sue. Like that's news. So credit to Jack for that scoop. Yep. But like the the finger pointing of it was partially the school to blame, and it's partially the basketball team, and it's maybe some of the athletic director. I'm not buying. I you know like. I, how 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 is that that how is it everybody's equal parts fault to a certain degree this just whole situation seems like a mess <coughs> bless you i don't i don't get how it got to this point yeah i mean i can that that was his whole thing it was like he's talking to people on different sides they're all blaming each other so he's inferring that it's all of their faults because they yeah, but how, like how, that. But how? Who's? Because there's people who don't like Cal. Cal doesn't like people. Mitch Barnhart, like that. So there's beef there. They got slow in their role at admissions. And Speci- then specifics, Roush. Specific- no, I'm not. I'm not, not going to name the guy who doesn't like Cal. That's dragging his feet throughout the process. But how is he? How is he sabotaging the, the operation by not liking Cal? Is he not filing the paperwork? Is he not putting? Is it not know, a strongly worded enough letter? Like it, where is? Did the NCAA say like you know what? This isn't organized at all. He is not eligible. Like no, no, that's, it's, that's it's, what I'm asking. It's, it's the delay in paperwork, right? Like that's to. The NCAA started on this case late because UK took forever just to admit him. Like that, so like everything got slowly kicked down the road. And now uh, Mitch Barnhart is uh, of the same mold where he doesn't want to, like he he's good with the NCAA. He doesn't want to ruffle too many feathers. So that's a problem for Big Z as well. So like it's it's really just a perfect storm of a mess uh, behind the scenes. And I, you know it, it, it sucks, but. And, and it's silly, but also like I, I think if you 
if you are Jack and you, you know, your questions, specifics, need to know. Like, I, I don't think that does him or any of this any good. And that's why. You don't like, get, find, like find, finding that, I, I would think finding out the facts and the truth behind it would do a lot of good. Like, if somebody's sabotaging the operation from inside the program, Roush, are you listening to like what we're saying? That is horrible. That definitely needs to be talked about. That certainly needs to be discussed. And I have a hard time believing John Calipari be quiet about that if that was the actual situation. And he lets on more than sometimes people can catch on to. Uh, this was an obvious one. But like when he says we'll get aggressive, he obviously means a lawsuit. But it, a lawsuit with the NCAA is obviously what we all are talking about. But if there's people inside the program, I just have a hard time believing he wouldn't call them out or – publicly be like well you, I, you said inside the program uh inside the school okay sure yeah you're right yeah. I, I, you're right i should have I, yeah. I should clarify on that but like even inside the school i can't imagine him being like just staying quiet on that if that were the actual case and i'm not saying that it's not i don't know the situation obviously but i just who who dropped the ball on this we need to know like we should know and i i'm so sick of like these side side storylines with like Mitch Barnhart. I, I've, I've said it for years now. I'm so ready for something new. You can be complimentary of the job that he's done. I was actually had a, a positive Mitch Barnhart thought the other day that and I think his hands were tied a little bit, but like, thank good, you know, U of L and they're arguing about if Kenny Payne's going to get a third year and stuff like that. He's not, there's no, no chance in France, just the state of the program's too bad. But thank goodness Mitch did fire Billy Gillespie when he did. Because just think about either a third year of Gillespie in 09-10 versus the year that UK had. Like it is just night and day. And from a money standpoint, that just had to be a huge decision. So I was actually having a positive Mitch Barnhart thought the other day about that. But I do think just the stories behind the scenes of Billy Gillespie, you couldn't bring that dude back. He was borderline abusive, Roush. So I think yeah. that maybe made it easy for Mitch. But I sometimes think Mitch is a little too loyal and holds on a little bit too long for some coaches in some situations. That was one, that was a really important decision. And just like the future of UK basketball, I think was altered to a certain degree. Cause that third year Gillespie would have been disastrous bad. It would have oh, been, yeah. you, you know, you didn't have the transfer portal at that time. You could get Juco guys, but that was a good move by Mitch, but I'm just ready for something new. I'm ready for somebody that's going to be hungry to like put a little fire back in, in some of these programs not making the coaches necessarily have to do it all themselves. The athletic program can do special gimmicks and they can do fun things. Uh, I, there was a tweet going around about how student, you know, you're getting students like on the sidelines of games so more and how coaches are noticing and talking about how it's impacting the game. Like Mitch will never do anything different. It's always going to be the same old Mitch Barnhart, UK athletic programs. The fact that he added beer was a miracle, but we were still one of the last to drag our feet in doing that. And it shouldn't have been something that had taken years to, to pass through. So I'm ready for something new. I don't know if he's to blame at all for any of this. Maybe he's the one trying the most. And if that's the case, I would, happily acknowledge that i I'm, I'm wrong but even all the same i'm just ready for something a, I mean, a new leadership at the top of the athletic program roush we need a shot in the arm mitch barnhart he's he's the top button what you're seeing here is just small scale politics playing out and yeah, that's dumb. in basketball that's so dumb yeah it's dumb but like it also that's it's how it works it just, i mean no it's not how it works that's not how it should work 
I know not it's not how it should work, TJ, but there's po- like the, the people are playing politics here. And like that's just that's when you have people who have been in charge for a long time at any institution, there's power plays, there's power struggles. This is one of them. But even I think if there wasn't that, they still would be jumping through hoops. I like if we take out any sort of power struggle within it and they get Big Z's paperwork there sooner. Um, we're talking about maybe we find out uh, mid-December. So may, may, maybe that's the case. Maybe if, if you don't do any of that stuff, maybe this is a month quicker, um, and they're able to, um, and they're able to sue the NCAA a little bit earlier. And the way that Jack put it too is basically like the NCAA just doesn't mess with lawsuits for whatever reasons. So if you want to go that route, you'll they'll probably just drop it, which is kind of crazy. That like all you have to do is just file the lawsuit, like hire some lawyers and file it. Um, but I think just in general, adding him in what, August, like the timeline was just so far back on a lot of things that I think they were not in trouble from the get-go, but they definitely were. <laughs> yeah, I still just push back on the fact that like just because this happens means it's like we just – it happens. It, it happens places. Yeah, I, I get that, but that's not – doesn't make it okay. Like that's yeah, I know, the, but like that's like the how the world works. Like I, I, I wish know, it didn't. Saying you keep saying that, and it's really like it's it's wild that that's your that's your response to this is that's the way the world works. Why don't we figure out who is the bad actors in this and who are the people that are making a stink about it? And you know what? The more I think about it, I I bet like Calipari saying we'll get aggressive with the NCAA. I bet that ticked Barnhart off. I bet that was Calipari speaking out. Yeah, I bet that was I, I bet that was a message more than to the NCAA. I think the point I'm trying to make, though, TJ, is the people who are fighting back have power, and you can't just like, like I don't know what your phrasing there was, but if there was um, person X is like, I'm going to put my foot down for for Z. We're just going to call this person person X. I'm going to put my foot down on Big Z. They're only doing that because they know they can get away with it. Right, like you can't. Yes, I, so I, that that person needs to be called out publicly, and we need to know that that person's doing that. That that's the part that I think that we're having a disconnect here. Is you're saying like, no, I, yeah, we don't. Okay, okay. So here's the thing, though. They can get away with it, though. T. Like I, I don't. I, I'm. So let's find out who they are, and okay, maybe in the no, future they can get away with it. They're they're protected, though. Like that's why they know they can get away with it. Like I, I, I don't know. But maybe do, do you know who maybe it is? I'm just, do you know Maybe who I'm it is? Just jaded by politics. Do you know who it is? All of this. Um, I might. I might have. Okay, so why are they protected? Just say the name here on this radio show, and I'll take it from here, buddy. Because like, I'm not. I don't have who? multiple. So I, protected I have, from who? Don't be scared. I, I got scaredy hearsay. cat Roush here. I only know hearsay, and I don't. Scaredy think cat Roush. People willing to go on record to go after um, somebody. What a mess! What a mess! It's always something in Mitch Barnhart's athletic program. Different sports, different programs. Uh, just drama, drama, drama. No stop drama. I mean, but like, also, I, I, I think this probably, even if there wasn't any of this drama, like, uh, Big Z's probably not getting eligible, right? Again, like, you know, I'd love to hear the NCAA's reasoning for why he's not, and and that's not necessarily a UK issue. UK he got paid money sure. and not nail money. Yeah, I'd I would like to hear that from the NCAA and not Nick Roush using air quotes around getting paid. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I want to hear it from the I want to hear it from the NCAA. That's the 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 part that is weird in all of this. It's just like, why don't you just say something, NCAA? What totally do you, agree. 
what are you what are you waiting on? I don't. That's the part that I don't get. Uh, I, like, I'm I'm less worried about the why we got to this point and more about the like, well, what's next? Just do it already, right? Like you can't Kentucky can't take action unless the NCAA actually rules one way or another. So um, we need another so, billboard, Big Blue Bud. We need we need to billboard up, lawyer up, billboard up. Let's make it happen. Let's get to uh, the Thornton's text line. I was just going to say uh, quickly, since we were talking about politics and power plays, uh, Liam Cohen not going to be the Ohio State offense coordinator. Uh, they hired Bill O'Brien, which is bizarre. I, I don't hate it. He's a, he's a good. I think he's a good football mind. I know it, it, you know he's, he's many would disagree with that, but would you say? But he's isn't Ryan Day a better play caller than him? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, right, like, I mean, I know the Patriots are a bad example. That was his most recent job. Um, and he was good in his one year at Alabama, maybe two. It just, it, it feels kind of, it just, it just fell out of left field. Um, but the bigger news was that Cliff Kingsbury is getting interviewed by the Bears. If you think Cohen's going to the Bears, then um, think again, because they'll probably hire Cliff. As long as Caleb Williams is cool with Cliff, um, they'll hire him, make him the offense coordinator. He was Caleb Williams' quarterback coach last year. Um, there's been some weird stink around Caleb Williams, TJ, where he might do the uh, Eli Manning, I'm not going to play for you if you draft me. But if he likes Cliff, then the Bears will get him. They'll get both of them, then that'll that'll be it. I'm at, th- This could be a, a bad take cold take exposed sort of deal. I'm out on Caleb Williams. I, I would rather have Ooh. Justin Fields. I agree. I think you I think you know Justin Fields' ceiling, whereas you don't know Caleb Williams'. And that's probably that, that's not a that, I think that's an accurate statement, but I just don't think Caleb Williams' ceiling is going to be higher than Justin Fields. And I think there's a lot more uh, there, there's been a lot of drama for Caleb Williams for being like a a good college player that ended up being kind of underwhelming before it was all said and done. I think what would worry me is, I mean, and these guys have been good quarter, like Baker and Kyler Lincoln's other big quarterbacks. They've, they've been good long-term multi-year starters in the NFL. Um, but a lot of Williams, when you watch Caleb Williams, best plays, they're all him running around and like throwing it crazy sidearm and all this stuff. And it's like, Okay, well, show me the – he's sitting in a pocket. He makes two quick reads and a throw. Um, but I still – still probably take him with the first pick, though. I don't, I don't know if any of those other guys, if I would pick them over him. Yeah, I, I just am not that high on him, so I, I would not waste such a high pick on him. But mm-hmm. it's, a quarter, it's a quarterback league. Yep. Got to take some gambles. Texter on the Thornton's text line says, man, Rob can cook. He makes it look so easy, but is there a player that likes to pull up more with a toe on the three-point line than him? Back up half an inch. You back up half an inch. Oh, man. Stop. Gosh, stop worrying about somebody having a toe on the line. If a shooter is comfortable, it's okay. It's all right. Two yeah, better three, than zero. Three points better than two, though, TJ. That is accurate. I agree with the math there, but two, but two better than zero. If, if that is how he is comfortable in rhythm, that it just so happens to be there, then then so be it. That extra inch could have messed up his rhythm. He, he's It's fine. It, I, I, I do not get so worked up. I mean, unless you need a three and then the foot's on the line, in which case that's a that's a mistake. But as long as it's just in the action of the game where two points works, that's 
That's fine by me. I was uh, either making a drink in the other room or something, but I, I forgot what I was doing. But basically, I didn't have my face to the TV, and I heard him score. And Brooke goes, oh, you wouldn't have liked that. It's like, what? He's like, his foot was on the line for a three. And I'm like, duh, you're right. That, that annoys me. <laughs> it really does annoy a lot of people. Scooch, where do you fall in on that? I mean, I'm kind of with you, TJ, especially the play that he's talking about is, I mean, it was just Dillingham looked like he was going to drive on that play. And then all of a sudden he found himself wide open. So he kind of just took the shot. And I mean, I don't think in that situation, you're going to look down. Oh, where's the three point line? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, TJ. You just shoot it where you're comfortable. And every player has a process with their shot, but Dillingham's is almost like it. His shot almost starts before he even has the ball in both hands to collect. You know, it starts with that motion of like dribbling and that you know, he kind of starts to contort his body a little bit before he starts to get into his shooting motion. And it's a whole process. So, you know what? If during the process his foot's on the line, so be it. It's let the artist work in peace. The, um, and, and I think with Dillingham, I'm one of those where I just, whatever set. You know, Rob, just do you, man. You do you, boo boo. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't really like. He, he's just kind of let him be Rob. I get more annoyed if you're setting up on the wing, getting or like a corner three. Like it's obviously a corner three. You're kind of sitting, waiting, and then you step into it and you hit your foot's on the line. I agree should, with that. You should have better spatial awareness than that. A catch and shoot shooter needs to know where they are on the floor, but somebody right. creating for themselves. What, yeah. You you want them to like do trigonometry during the process too? Come on, they're they're working here. They're working. Yeah, Can't wait like, to hear about Scoots and Gil reenacting TJ's home break-in and what they would do in that situation. Gil, hey, wake up, Gil. <laughs> I think there's someone in our man room. <laughs> we did have a situation last night. We were watching um, – oh, we watched American Nightmare, which you all should definitely watch on Netflix. Spears, Spears told me about it. It is absolutely wacky. But, no, we were watching it, and we were – it, it, there's a home invasion on the show, and as they're at that part, we hear just this super loud noise outside. And I'm like, we so we paused the show, and I'm like, what the hell was that? And I'm looking around everywhere. He was like, oh, it's probably just the fireplace. Fireplace wasn't on, so yeah, I don't I don't know what it was, but it it gave me quite the fright. Probably a ghost. Maybe so. Yeah, sounds definitely like a ghost. My brother's getting a lot of airtime today, but he he is convinced that they have a ghost at their house. Um, they might. Has he tried to talk to it through a Ouija board or held a seance? Uh, I I think not. Mm, he should he should do that. He was telling uh, the cousins. He was telling the cousins last night. He was like, "It's so frequent that we hear people walking up and down our steps that we just don't even like acknowledge it anymore." They reached out to the old homeowners to ask. Like, did you all experience anything spooky when you lived there? And the house isn't that old. I would guess it was built in like 1990. Uh, and they sure. said, my wife is super sensitive to the paranormal, but no, we didn't have any experiences. <laughs> so that's essentially saying that she haunted the house. You Maybe that's she put a hex well. on it on the way out. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Johnny, maybe you just have creaky steps and you have a dog, right? They do have a dog, but they're like, the dog will be under the bed and we'll hear people going up and down the stairs and blah, blah, and the dog will get scared by it. Well, um, get Dwight Schrute in there, a real home inspector. He can kick <laughs> some things around, see see what's wrong with it, and I'm, I'm sure he'll find uh, the source of the problem. 
That's an underrated. That's an underrated episode. Of the <laughs> when office. they're just outside shooting hoops, and all of a sudden the chimney cap comes flying off. Yeah. <laughs> a texture on the Thornton text line says: thirty-two percent three-point shooting team starts four or seven and rup. Pretty impressive to get through that last four minutes of the first half without Trey. Thought we'd see a fourteen-point lead drop to eight, but we added to it. Should have taken a timeout at eleven. I love this team, guys. One of my favorite pieces is Jordan Burks. Dude put in a great minute early and could have every right to be upset he isn't in the rotation, but the kid is on the bench being everyone's biggest cheerleader. Sure, he may transfer at the end of the year. That's college basketball world right now, but good on him. Any Jordan Burks takes? Um, no. He can get mad. Like I'm glad, he's, I'm glad he's not uh, turning the punch bucket like uh... – Cam Cameron Fletcher, like wow, he could be a Cameron Fletcher. Shots fired at uh, Angel Reese's boyfriend, right or no? Or was that the other the UVL transfer? What's her Haley name? Haley Van List. Yeah, she dated. Well, somebody's dating Cameron Fletcher. He's definitely dating really? somebody. Yeah, How he was dating like a college he? basketball star. How old is Cameron Fletcher? I don't know. He's probably just. I mean, he's, he would just be year three of college. That feels like an eternity ago, though. But or maybe year four. Like, I do think the expectation needs to be what Jordan Burks is doing. And while, yes, you get the you get other cases of the exact opposite, and it's always unfortunate, like Jordan Burks, that's what you should do. You're getting a scholarship to be at Kentucky. You're a great, well, you're a good basketball player, but the people ahead of you are better. And I don't think anybody would really, like, does anybody want Jordan Burks playing over Trey Mitchell frequently? No. Does anybody want Jordan Burks playing over Ugana? In Bradshaw, no. So, like, it's right that he's not getting as many minutes. You're right that kids can be little stinkers in that situation. But the expectation should be exactly what he's doing. And I'm happy that he is doing it. And I hope he doesn't transfer. But the Texas right, Roush. That is just the world of college basketball. There's going to be teams that are saying to him next year, you're going to be our number one option if you come here. We liked what little we saw from you. And that, that may be tough for him to pass up. So if he does leave, understandable. But he's, he does seem like a great teammate. That's good to have. You, yeah. This this team seems close. Yes, you're certainly right about that. You also were right that he's dating Angel Reese. Lucky bastard. Yeah, he's they, they seem to have been together for a while now. Uh, he had a season-ending injury last year at Florida State. So there's your Cameron Fletcher update. Six and a half points, five rebounds a game this year for Florida State. He was always a defender first. I, I thought he had potential. Um, but And also, a di- you know, to Jordan Burks, not Jordan Burks, players in situations like him, you all would be shocked how many times it's the guardian or a parent or an agent that's telling the kid to get upset. That's, oh, yeah. That's telling them that, oh, my gosh, you're not playing, where it's like total common sense that they shouldn't be playing, but they get in the kid's brain that, like, they're not the issue, they're not the problem, it's the coach. So I also would guess that Jordan Burks has some good people around him. That's good to see. Normally, Cal does a good job keeping those outsiders out. Most oh, yeah. of the time. Most of the time. Um, but you never, you never know. Um, man, I'm very excited for all the just to see the snowflakes falling. It's very exciting. Um, and to another point, though, uh, I know they were talking about Jordan Burks, but like I thought a dude the era would do the same. So, what, what do you think our hit rate? Need, Cal's hit rate on under recruited lower profile if you if you're at a 50 percent hit rate that's pretty good right I on what so. on on, on these like three star guys turning into players you're oh yeah and it's not and it doesn't always, and it doesn't always happen at kentucky 
Yeah, uh, but like Derek Willis, you know. Um, That's interesting you bring that up because I actually had a similar thought the other day about Antonio Reeves. Like, man, a lot of people were wondering if just stealing a guy from Illinois State that put up big numbers was a was going to work. And there was times on this radio show, myself, in December of 2022 being like, man, they may have missed on Antonio Reeves. You needed him to be an elite scorer on this team, and he's not an elite scorer. Uh, they were right. He ended up being a really good player last year. It didn't. It did start off a little rocky, but that got straightened out. He was UK's. I mean, him and Casey Wallace were the guys that you need in their hands. And unfortunately, him having an off shooting night sent UK home in the tournament. But we talked about it a lot yesterday. He's having National Player of the Year numbers this year for Kentucky. Historically good numbers for Kentucky. UK they can do a little talent evaluating, folks. Like. It's not just that they can go pick whatever five star they want. They 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 do a good job of this. It doesn't mean they bat hundred percent like Roush was saying, but mm-hmm. um, you know, even somebody like Antonio Reeves out of the portal was a great kid. Uh, yes, and uh, you you go back to if I'm trying to think of hit rates. I mean, Mitz was pretty good, but like Kellen Grady, that was a huge swing and a hit. And then uh, if you look even further down, I mean, Reed Shepard was in the fifties ish for a lot of those recruiting rankings until maybe the very end and Kentucky went in early on him, uh, despite Pat Forty needing to write a cover story, uh, wondering if John Calvary <laughs> will offer this guy, which some of the cold takes for this team are just so funny. Um, John Calvary has made so many people look stupid just with terrible takes because they dislike him. I mean, it's, it's actually a thing of beauty. The the Rob Dillingham, Jeff Goodman one is hilarious. Um they didn't rank UK's backcourt in the top 25 backcourts in the country. I mean, uh, what are, like they, I, I know we, we bring that up frequently and we just rail on them, but we don't do it enough, really. <laughs> I mean, that and then I just I just love the thought of Pat Forty like going to North Laurel and being like, yep, Cal, he might lose the fan base because he's not recruiting this kid. And it's like, or he's just waiting until he gets old enough to recruit. And then, oh, here he is. He's at Kentucky and he's the most efficient freshman in the country. <laughs> Oh, which, by the way, I had some people who were – I didn't realize this, TJ, because it happened quickly and I did not have money on it. But Reed Shepard did not hit his overpoint total because of a lane violation that said Reed Shepard's foot was on the line with two and a half minutes left in a 15-point game. Doug yeah, Shepard. so, like, I, I – you know, that's interesting. I didn't think about the, the point total aspect of it. It really hurt some parlays for some pals. Was his foot on the line is the big question. That should be easy to figure out if ESPN was actually showing the game. I don't know if you all remember that on Wednesday. They like were doing a highlight and then they cut, and the only thing we see is Doug being like, his foot's on the line. And he's pointing the other way like a maniac. Yeah. I don't know. uh, I don't know if his foot was on the line or not. I'd like to think Doug wouldn't make that up. I was too worried about Jimmy Dykes' role in Bluegrass. Um, oh, yeah. it, gosh. I thought that he was bringing up – what was the, the – it's not Achy Breaky Heart. What was the song? Um, yeah, they brought that up too. I forget what it was called. By the way, I went to the IMDb, IMDb page for that movie. Jimmy Dykes is nowhere on there. Nowhere. Wow. wow. calling Jimmy a liar? No, I'm calling his broadcast partner a liar who said, there's an IMDb page, and then Jimmy wasn't was, even on it. It was rocking a little heartbeat uh, was the Jimmy Dyke song, which by the way, shout out to Kentucky fans. We're getting the, the amount of songs we have about this Kentucky basketball team. TJ, that's, that's a great sign. 
It's it's, it's feel like back. 2011. Yeah, we're back. A texter says, "Have you all ever taken a break from gambling due to such a god awful cold streak?" Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have yeah, to. Yeah, but like, what's your what do you define as a break? Like just taking like, the weekend I'm, off. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's done that plenty of times. I've never had a, I just can't gamble for the next few months because I'm losing too much money. I've never had anything quite serious like that, which by the way, uh, Derby league starts tomorrow. The Lecompte, you, you boys in this year? No, I'm out actually. I'm out. Oh, you don't, don't want to bet on the horses? No, but I've been following, this is just going to jinx it to Bolivia, but I've been following Caitlin free on Twitter and she gives mm-hmm. her like best bets out of Turfway. Yep. I've made and I'm I'm not betting big amounts, but I've made like well over a hundred dollars just following her her bets. Nice, love love good tailing picks. I like the uh, uh, Maggie. Uh, she works for FS1. I, I like the the people who are like not courtside reporters, but trackside reporters that they can handicap the horse by seeing it, and they're like, "Oh, this horse is ready to run." I'm like, "Yes, that's." Tell me that person, because that's I, I don't I can't see that. I don't know the difference in it. I'm just looking at a program. All right, Love well, when I hear that. If if we're all saying our favorites that we tell, I, I'm a big Rachel McLaughlin guy. <laughs> I thought you were more of a Sarah McLaughlin. No. In the arms of an angel? No, too, too sad. Reba McIntyre. Um, <laughs> well, uh, we do need to get to our final break, but TJ, we've got some beef going on on Twitter right now. Between Robert Griffin the third and his old coach, and it is it's 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 starting to get preposterous. Really silly stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Well we hopefully won't spend a great deal of time. No, on but that. we need to talk about the, this weekend's football games. I'm very excited about those. I, I wanted to do like thirty minutes on on the playoffs, but I'm wasting yeah. more time now. So we will. We're gonna get into playoff talk when we return and RG three. This is KRC on the big ass. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. With all this snow has you thinking of the slopes, head on over to ShadyRays.com for the best snow goggles in the market. Company started right here in Kentucky. When I was out in Colorado, I had people asking me about Shady Rays. Uh, they they sell to Colorado, I promise you that. But I guess these people weren't familiar with them. Uh, they've got a money-back replacement guarantee. I'm not sure if that applies to the snow goggles or not. But all of their polarized glasses, if you don't like them, 30-day money-back guarantee. And if you lose them, break them. They've got a replacement pair promise. Make sure you go to ShadyRays.com to see what they're all about. A company started right here in Kentucky. And do not forget the promo code BIGX. For what are we up to now? Is it 40, 30? 40% off. Yeah, that's pretty nutty. That's a lot of percentages off. So make sure you use that. Help out Kentucky Roll Call. Help yourself out by getting some amazing sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. All right, Ralph, set the stage for the RG3 feud. Um, Robert Griffin III, um, him and Jay Gruden uh, did not get along a lot during RG3's time in Washington, apparently. Uh Jalen Hurts was getting killed during that game on Monday, and Jay tweeted out, hey, if I ever – say, for the love of God, pick up the blitz. If I ever left the quarterback this high and dry, I'm sorry. And RG3, like, quoted that with, uh, 
picture in his glasses down like, oh, mm-hmm, basically like saying, Jay, you you did this to me. I You hung me out to dry. They went back and forth. And RG3, he, he just has some odd behavior sometimes on social media where he is really trying to just amplify the clicks and all that sort of stuff. And it, it, I don't know. It, you, can, you can feel kind of weird at times. And this is one where Jay... Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm. You can tell I'm going to be on the Gruden side because after a little bit of back and forth, Jay tried to drop it. RG3 did it. So then Jay Gruden just said, "Go race a pigeon," and it, he included the video of RG3 racing the Seattle Seahawks on uh, on Monday Night Countdown or whatever. It's very, very funny stuff. I was like, "Oh, so the old man's got jokes." Like I'm not. I did not expect Jay Gruden to have good trolling Twitter behavior, but he did. Um, and then RG3 quote tweeted it, and he's definitely just trying to be like jokey McJoke maker. Look at me, we're we're funny, we're having a good time. But it uh, it's a little weird. It's a little weird, weird way to get the day started uh, in the NFL, where uh, it looks like Bill Belichick's probably going to go to the Falcons now. That he's in a second interview, which man, Ooh. no way the Falcons could blow a ten, two interview lead, right? Ooh, a second interview. Things are getting pretty serious. Ooh. It would be really weird for him to just coach there after what he did to that franchise, though. Yeah. Is that his last Super Bowl? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Well, I just thought he'd go somewhere that would have a better chance to win right away. I think the thought is if they can sign Kirk Cousins in free agents, like it, it really, a lot of it just comes out of the quarterback. Like Desmond Ritter isn't going to be Bill Belichick's quarterback. Exactly, um, but all the other talent—Drake London, Kyle Pitts—like they have Bijan Robinson. They have some sure. much, much better skill talent than what he was working with in New England. So if they can get the quarterback, like, then it works. But that's a big if, right? The NFC South is not the AFC East either. Would be funny if both him and Brady were just like, let's just go to the NFC South and get some easy playoff berths and maybe go on a run or two. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny. Keep the text coming in, 502-414-1450. Playoff divisional round gets started tomorrow, what, 4:15, 4:30. Texans travel to Baltimore. It has been a while since Lamar played a meaningful football game. What, I, I guess New Year's Eve, I think, was against the Dolphins, I think, was the last time that he they was out there it. actually yeah. kind of running, at, running around doing all his – his stuff. So is that delay a good thing? Is the right, we'll see because the Texans have been hot and they'll head to Baltimore. What is that? Nine and a half point dogs. Yeah. Nine and a half point spread, which that's, that's a lot of point scoots. I don't know what your scooter spread selection is, but I know that the Texans have never won a road playoff game as a franchise. Um, so even if the Ravens are a little rusty, you, you know, may, maybe you do uh, the money on parlay. They can't lose here, but I, I, I don't know about the points, but I just can't, it's hard for me to see a scenario where uh, the, the Texans do upset the Ravens. So I am on the Texans, nine and a half, but I will add a caveat. Mark Andrews is practicing this week. If he plays, yes. I could see the Ravens covering that number. But I, I think the Ravens ultimately will win, but I've got the Texans covering as of now. Yeah, interesting, the, interesting that one one tight end could determine your line. Mark Andrews line changes game. their whole offense. He really does, and uh, he's just such a big guy to throw to. What are you at on the your pick selection on the year? Uh, like eighteen under. So yeah, bet the bet the Ravens. The total's forty three and a half. I thought you were making a run, Scoots. No. <laughs> oh, 
I really did. I thought you were getting. I thought you were doing well. I got it down to nine at one point, and then it just ballooned back up to eighteen. It's not good. My my overs have not done well, but I can see this being higher scoring. Forty three and a half. I mean, all the Texans need is a couple explosive plays. Um, but I, I we we talked a little bit about your game. That's the nightcap, and. I want the Packers to be able to score to keep up with them, and I think that's really the only the only path is Jordan Love continues to stay on this heater. And I'm worried that a lot of their success as of late is Aaron Jones running the football and 49ers defense. Pretty hard to run the football against. I love this run from Green Bay. It's been surprising. This has been unlike any other Green Bay season I can remember just because literally anytime I think that they're going to win, they lose. Anytime I think that they're going to lose, they win. That being said, it, it, it does come to an end. And I, I would I would bet the 49ers. I think it'd be a close game, but I just think at the end, Green Bay won't be able to keep up offensively. And I think San Francisco is going to have some success against Green Bay defensively. But yeah. I loved eliminating the Cowboys. I will be super optimistic and excited for next season, even if Matt LaFleur is still the coach, which I don't want him to be, but that's okay. Uh, I, I like The future is bright for Green Bay, and I think that's the biggest win I could take away from this season short of a Super Bowl. But that being said, I hope I'm wrong again. I've been wrong all year, so I hope I'm wrong one more time. But I think the 49ers win in cover, unfortunately, for me. 49ers have the best run defense in the NFL. So my eyeball test was confirmed by numbers. Um, I, I think Bucks at Lions, Sunday, 305. If there was going to be an upset, isn't, isn't the Bucks the most like feasible one? We're, I don't think they're that good, but the Lions. I'm so I, paranoid about like the NFL and, and betting. I agree with you. And it makes me want to bet the Lions. Like I like, you know, I saw Baker Mayfield shred Green Bay's defense. I think in the dome up there, there's no reason to think he couldn't have some success. That being said, like it makes me want to take the Lions thinking all that. It's a zigzag league, Roush. <laughs> That's true. Well, and you also have a case too where I mean the Bucks outplayed the Eagles for most of that game, but they really just, I mean, they got hot and scored, had a bunch of explosive plays, and it was like two quarters of just big numbers. Same thing with the Lions, where that offense just completely stalled in the second half. I I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm cheering for the Lions, but should they be six-and-a-half-point favorites here? I don't think so, right? Like, that, that no. I've made, six and a half point. I've made this joke too many times already, but I'm going to do it again. But I'm worried about Tampa and the weather up there in Detroit. Really am. <laughs> that was good. That was a genuine uh, laugh, Scoots. I, I like that. Keep them, keep them coming, buddy. Uh, my my worry in the last game is I, I do think the Bills are better than the Chiefs, but I don't know how it, – it's felt like the entire Bills defense is injured. And that, that, that worries me against uh, Patrick Mahomes. I was – one more thing. I think the script writers have the the Lions playing in the NFC Championship game, right? Isn't that too yeah, good of a storyline? Isn't yeah. that too good of well, if if it's Packers Lions in Detroit, oh my gosh, there'd probably be never <laughs> be a more expensive conference playoff ticket ever if that were to happen. That would be yeah. electric. That that's like Kentucky. Mike Rutherford, TJ Walker Bowl. Imagine like the anxiety you would have as a Lions fan, like we cannot lose to the Packers, <laughs> you know. Oh like my that, gosh, you're that right. Would, <laughs> that would be just 
oh, you're so close, and they've got their new quarterback. It's like the time is now. You can't mess this up. Is that the oh, best storyline the NFL can have coming out of this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you you have like a thrilling Josh Allen, uh, the Patrick Mahomes game, and then you get Lamar Jackson versus Josh Allen. Like that that would be the script writer's ideal scenario. The AFC set, I mean, because you're going to have Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship game, and it's either against the MVP favorite Lamar – which would be electric, or it's against the rookie, which would just be storyline bonanza there. Yeah. And then on the NFC, like, is San Francisco Lions, is that that big of a storyline? I mean, if the Lions are playing for Super Bowl, that's a huge storyline. Um, but Green Bay at Detroit, that would that would be the best. And then anything with the Bucks is kind of gross, admittedly. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Although – uh, that might be my son's favorite team. He really likes the Pirates. I mean, which, I mean, look at that. I mean, why wouldn't a kid like the Pirates? He's also a UAB Blazers fan now because they're the Dragons. And whenever he looks up Blaze um, on YouTube, UAB Blazers football comes up. So he wants to watch the Dragons play football. Oh, man, so many other things to come up. So I'm glad it's it's that. Could be could be LeBron's pizza company. Uh, Texter says, TJ, do you get paid – to do the post game shows, I'm, I'm I got a nice partnership here with Dash Clips. Yes, uh, I I wasn't doing them before, and I'm doing them now. Uh, but I, I I like doing them; they're fun. Hopefully, people enjoy Ooh. doing them or joining along. I'll be you- doing it. It's gonna be a weird one tomorrow because it's gonna be in between the. It's gonna be like leading up to the Packers game. I'll probably be a wreck. Um, are you? We even dis- I don't think we've discussed it. Are you doing the dry January thing again? I am. Yeah. Okay. I had some beers at that wedding I went to, but I'm not going to not drink at a wedding. Right. Well, what, you're not going to not drink for the Packers too, right? Uh, I've, I'll hold off for the Packers. I want to. Uh, we need to get drunk, TJ, for one of these Dash Club post game shows. <laughs> I, I, I think the I, I'd had some beers after the UK U of L game. Yeah, the basketball, was, the basketball was, one. That was wasn't a post game show. That was just a fun little Twitter space. Scoots oh, gotcha. on that one. Yeah. A uh, texter says, Scooch, my goodness gracious, is Gil doing all right? The lack of feedback was brutal. TJ had some lollipop questions, and he swung and missed. Yeah. he. And you never know if Gil's going to pop on the show. I, th- I think Gil was just hoping for more game questions, whereas he got hit with life questions, and I, don't, I just don't think he was prepared for it. <laughs> it was lifestyle questions yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was seven and a half points, Edwards. You couldn't score eight points in a game. We scored 90. You took three shots. Edwards is the eighth man starting. Justin Edwards, you're now a Washington Husky. And they, they got a lot <laughs> Oh man, the, is that, that that's just like the that's our pipeline. <laughs> you're you're like, going down to Triple A, and it's just you're Washington Husky now. They beat Devin Askew on a last second shot last night. Oh, so we're, nice, we're, my we're buddy was. Askew. Yeah, that was one I almost hopped on with him, but he was like, "Yeah, the game doesn't start till ten thirty. I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna go home and go to sleep. I'm not gonna stay up late and watch that." Antonio Reeves is the best upperclassman right now in the country. Yeah, but he doesn't get talked about that way, does he? Is it uh, just because he wasn't the high recruit? I mean, R.J. Davis gets a lot of talk. Some of the big guys do, but it's got to be because he wasn't a big power five transfer or wasn't a big high school recruit. People get caught up in that stuff. Texter says perimeter defense was much better than I thought. Most of Mississippi State's points came force feeding Smith, which I'm fine with. If a team wants to force feed a big, that's cool. It takes up more time, which you know you want to play fast, but Kentucky can play fast coming out of them guarding the big, and it just it takes a little pressure off our guards defensively. So the more of that, the better, in my opinion. UK was 23 of 31 on twos. That's really good. 
because you're not getting like a ton right on the block. It's not like Oscar just, you know, scoring in the paint every time. A lot of those are jumpers. Uh, that's, yeah. that's good. And and I, I think the the previous texture also made a good point with the perimeter defense. It looked better. It, it, it didn't always necessarily reflect that in stat sheet, but it did. You know, I, I'm, I'm, get, I'm start, starting to get there. Like you're like, uh, I'm getting a little bit more confident in the defense, a little less confident in, in Justin Edwards. Uh, I feel horrible, I feel horrible for Edwards as one texture. You can just tell he's cooking mentally, overthinking everything. Um, as, as long as they're just if, if he if he plays aggressive, I'll I'll be happy because I think that if you're playing hard, just good things are going to happen to you at some point, and that's why like one of his only buckets was just running in transition and he got that tip in. Uh, that's what happened with Chris Livingston, right? Cal was just like, hey, go play hard and rebound and let the other stuff follow. And then he had like two awesome tip dunks and good things happen. Trey Mitchell had 15 points, five of five from the field. He's barely mentioned, only played 28 minutes, which is great to see. Enjoyed his little cook session for those back-to-back and ones. Yeah, he's a really fun oh, player. We're dude, really those and ones were awesome. So what is it about an and one on a jump shooter that just looks cooler? It really pops. Because it's a jump shooter. You don't see it as much. Mississippi, it's cool. I agree. Mississippi State's previous high for points per possession was 1.12 against Alabama. That's arguably our best offense performance of the season on Wednesday from a process standpoint. I don't know how Mississippi State's defense is ranked so highly. I wasn't overly impressed with what they did. We're probably the best first shot offense in the country. Our offensive rebounding numbers are low, but the quality of looks we get is as good as I've seen under Cal. So that's going to mess with the numbers. Thanks for texting that in. How is no one talking about how much money Big Z made overseas? Cal act like it's a few hundred bucks. Yeah, right. He'd be cleared. It's clearly more than that. Got it on good word. He received minimum 10K for one year, scaled up to 40,000 with meals, travel, high school. Plus, he received 20,000 from an agent to get ready for the NBA draft before deciding he was coming to college. How did we take him thinking he could be eligible? You know, we don't know that though. And it, who are you hearing that from? Well, he's got it on good word. He's got uh, it on good word. But, but if if that if that is the case, then it would make more sense, right? Like, it would make more sense. But don't you think Kentucky would be like, yeah, you know, we knew there was going to be a long shot. Uh, we're happy to have him. He's a good teammate. But we knew it was always going to be an uphill climb. They haven't said that at all. They've everything we've heard actually has been the opposite from the insiders in October, in November, in December. There's been different times during those stretches where people inside UK's program felt good about things. So there's obviously something lost in translation here. It's a shame us working class folks are excluded from learning the big Z update. That's a good point. It's behind the paywall. FanDuel has Kentucky plus 2,000 to win the title. DraftKings plus 1,400. That's a massive and surprising difference. I almost feel obligated to sprinkle on us to win the Natty after every UK win. If you can get UK plus 2,000, like you're saying on FanDuel, do it. If, if, if Kentucky's name wasn't Kentucky, but it was the same team wearing a different jersey somewhere else, I'd tell you that is really good odds for that team, especially with it being Kentucky. They're going to be battle-tested in March. Yeah, that's great. 1,400, not as great, but I still think Kentucky's going to have a chance to win it all. A texter said, I'm trying to rush through these. Ah, The Hoosiers at Wisconsin joke was a laugh out loud hilarious. Surprised I didn't hear you two laughing along with Scoot. So funny. It was definitely a joke worth telling us about. Thanks, texter. Let's be nice to Scoot. Those pre-made parlays are always something stupid like Patrick Mahomes over one and a half pass touchdowns. Josh Allen over 11 and a half rush yards. Bill's defense plus two fumble return touchdowns this third quarter. But that being said, it's still more likely to hit than the KSR parlay. Wow, shots fired. Oh, Yeah. um, I mean – Every time I see one of their parlays, I'm like, so somebody went rogue here and like that. I do you do you ever have you ever gone together with a crew to parlay? I know the Luckett has a, a crew where he does, and they've actually I think hit one or two. 
Have you have you tried that? I feel like that's a bad recipe for success. Yes, every because, friend group has done that. Well, I, I just feel like you need to stick to the same process. When you're pulling a bunch of different brains together, then it, you know, you get out of whack. People uh, do that in horse racing all the time. If you're in Lexington and need something to do that night, these ga- at night these games used to be the most rowdy crowds for UK sports. A lot of fun. Looks like it's hockey tonight, midnight against yeah. Louisville. Go beat them. That's what UK does. Look, Remember, those games guys, are oh, shut it all down. What's that, Rush? Those games are a lot of fun. Very rowdy. So yeah, if you've never checked out a, a Kentucky ice hockey game, it's a good time. It's a good time. Uh, um, I also say they got the 15 Club Fan Fest tomorrow. So if you want to go. Me, it's it's like all the new guys on the football team. There's about 25, 30. It was a pretty good event last year. So if you want to meet the team, two to five, they'll be signing autographs uh, at the convention center tomorrow. All right, uh, Roush, I mentioned earlier this week that my dear aunt passed away. Very sad. She lived a great life. Uh, went out, you know, get with family. And and I, I think the way that she went is how everybody would dream to go. Um, not the cancer part of it, obviously, but just being surrounded by family for, for as long as she was. Uh, we just wish it was probably 30 years later. But her obituary is going somewhat viral. Oh, really? Terry Miners is going to read it on 840. And I was like, well, I can't let Terry Miners do something with my own aunt that I would not do. <laughs> I, won't read the whole, I won't read the whole thing, but I'll read the highlights of it. Okay. It, it starts. Hey, everyone. Carol here. I know you all are completely and utterly devastated right now, but dry your eyes. Everything will be okay. Let go and let God. And then it gives some update. It just tells kind of about her background growing up, her parents, whatnot. One of the greatest days of my life was when my on-again, off-again boyfriend, Chris Golden Arm O'Brien, he won a state championship at St. X playing quarterback, called me on the phone and asked me to marry him. I said yes, and then I frantically canceled my date for that evening. That's a true story. We were married for 43 years. We had three wonderful children, Sean, Allie, Neil. It has their significant others in parentheses, but for Neil, it says single and ready to mingle. (laughs) I had many passions in life, pickleball, golf, tennis, traveling, most of all, sneaking sweets to my grandkids, Caroline and Olivia. Talks about all the charity that she did. She was an amazing person. In 2020, I was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I won't lie, cancer sucks but it also brought me many blessings. I woke up grateful every single day and focused my energy on only things that I could control. I took a moment from each day to dance with my husband, struck up conversations with strangers and delivered some of my finest puns. My relationships with my family, friends, and with God were never stronger. None of this would have been possible without the phenomenal care I received from Dr. Michael Comer at the Baptist Health Oncology team. We can say our goodbyes at the Highlands Funeral Home and it gives all that information. Um, know that I will be watching over you all and, in fact, watching all of you to see who's there, who's crying the hardest, and who's cutting out early. Lots of love. <laughs> P.S. My husband does not need any more donuts or pastries sent to the house, so for all you well-wishers, please feel free to make a donation to the Impact 100 Louisville uh-huh. or the Baptist Health Foundation. So uh, just great. even in, in going out, just uh, h- hilarious. And her kids put most of that together my cousins, but good stuff all around. So we're thinking of her. We'll say our goodbyes this weekend and uh, the funeral on Monday, but thanks for letting me read that. It's been a, it's been a week for sure, but love you guys. Love everybody that's listening. Go cats. I'll pick UK to win. I don't know. about Yeah. You yeah. UK yeah. Wins comfortably. Enjoy the show. Be safe. Have a good weekend. Listen to scoots on the big X later today. This is Kentucky roll call. On big X. Radio. Okay.